Welcome to the Amazing Nerd Show. Now resurrecting on Dothamir. Strap in folks, the nerds have arrived, bringing you the ultimate nerd podcast. Nerds, the worlds of gaming, horror, TV, and film have collided right here. This will be your finest hour. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. All right, on this week's podcast, we're covering all the latest news and rumors in nerdum. Plus, we've got a trailer reaction for Season 3 of The Bad Batch. And we've got the latest news coming from WWE. All right, but before we move on, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And while you're at it, give us a five-star review and DM us a screenshot. Not only will we read it on the show, but we'll send you some Amazing Nerd Show swag. Also, a friendly reminder, if you'd like to help support the Amazing Nerd Show and everything we do, you can by subscribing to us on Patreon. Along with that, we got to give a massive shout out to some of our producers on Patreon, Jeremy and Kells. Thank you, guys. But with that said, let's get into the news. Every week we collect the biggest headlines and rumors of nerdum. We're not mild-mannered reporters, we're mere podcasters with opinions. Warning, potential spoilers for upcoming shows and movies ahead. Check timestamps to avoid spoilers. You have been warned. All right, up first this week, we've got a rumor that Marvel Studios and Sony are currently at odds over the upcoming Spider-Man 4 storyline. Industry insider Daniel Richmond brought us this juicy rumor this week, as it seems Sony, after the success of No Way Home, you know, multiversal tale, and their current track record of, you know, the Across the Spider-Verse films, it seems that they want to do more multiverse by bringing back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man 4. However, this seems to be at odds with Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige as they want the film to be, you know, a little bit more grounded and feature characters like Daredevil and Kingpin instead. Sony had, you know, also tried to bring in Tom Holland's Spider-Man for Madam Web, apparently, according to, you know, scooper Jeff Snyder, who claims that during reshoots, any reference to this version of Peter was scrubbed out of the story. So this is just some typical Sony BS trying to milk their spider cash cow after the success of No Way Home. Um, I'm not surprised at all, unfortunately. Uh, you know, it just sounds like they're trying to do a copy and paste job. I mean, don't get me wrong, like I love that film, but like another Spider-Man team up would kind of be a betrayal of what they set up with that last film. You know, like, I want to see Peter on his own, alone, dealing with, you know, loss and grief. Uh, just a more personal, street-level story. Um, Peter without his support system. That I mean, that's where we left off with No Way Home. Uh, no friends or family, you know, without all the MCU bells and whistles that come with being Tony Stark's protege. Uh, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I always assumed that we would eventually see Toby and Andrew again, you know, since we're dealing with, you know, the multiverse. But, like, save that for Secret Wars. I mean, that's what makes sense. But here, you know, in this film, in Spider-Man 4, like, let's see Peter, like, grow as a hero and character um, in the meantime. I mean, I don't even really want to say this, but, I mean, it, it would even make more sense for them to do more Andrew Garfield films and more um, Tobey Maguire separate films at this point, based on how that film left off. Uh, but I don't, I'm, I'm not really interested in seeing them continue those stories, but I, I don't need them to do a whole nother Spider-Man team. Um, it just sounds like a stupid cash grab that makes no sense to the plot so far. No, I mean, you remember a while back, they were talking about doing an actual like separate out of continuity Spider-Man TV series. 
I hmm. think that was rumored to be like airing on Amazon Prime. So I don't know whatever happened to that. But if they were to do something, you know, along those lines, it could be, you know, starring either Toby or Andrew if they want to, like, continue, like, their universe's story. Um, I don't know if I really want to see that. Um, honestly, what I want to see is Disney just fucking buy the rights back from <laughs> Sony at this point. Because I'm so sick of these fucking half-ass Spider-Man films, you know, Spider-Man adjacent <laughs> films. Um, just you know, like, does any is anyone looking forward to Madam Web? Really? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> leave it in the comments if you are, because I, I honestly, I don't believe there is anyone out there. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just so over Sony. I mean, I'm totally fine with them, like, continuing to do like you know Spider Verse animated films. Uh, it, it seems like they found their sweet spot there, but. Like, I don't need to see a Craven the Hunter film or fucking Venom 3 or, you know, a sequel to fucking Morbius or whatever the hell they've got up their sleeves. Like, just leave us alone already. Enough's enough. <sighs> and then they're, you know, them trying to bring Peter in or Tom Holland's Peter into like their films and really connect everything. Just which isn't going to make any know, sense. They didn't they no. try that in Morbius. Um, Do they have the vulture like show up? Yes, the vulture shows up and it doesn't make any sense why he's there or how that would even work. Oh, God, it just gives me uh. a headache. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, Spider-Man is literally one of my favorite superheroes. And it just mm -hmm. it just feels like every time Sony does a project revolving around, you know, his universe, it just feels like blasphemy to me at this point. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just over it. I mean, you can't tell me that with all the money Disney has that they can't afford to buy back Spider-Man, you know? I mean, <laughs> it just... I think it's more Sony just doesn't want to release it. I mean, it's making them so much money on every front. But is it? Because you know, Morbius didn't make any money. Like, Well, I, the I, animation and the video games are those rights are is that like, they're bringing in so much. Oh, and that is right. That is Sony, that's their right? Top selling game. So yeah. that's OK, because that, it is. That's a PlayStation game, correct? Mm hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but still, Disney still has enough money to buy it back. <laughs> I mean, you want to have I mean, enough I, money to buy Sony. Like, I like that everyone's <laughs> blaming like the MCU and DC for superhero fatigue, but like honestly, like Sony deserves half the blame. <laughs> There's only so many times that you can release a film like Morbius that you know, uh -huh. like fans aren't going to eventually just start checking out. You know, it's only getting worse with the the Prime series that are probably going to be coming out. You know that they've made that deal now. Oh god, I don't think about it i mean and, uh, and, and listen we want all these you know releases to be awesome but yes let's be realistic they're probably not going to be right <laughs> all right well up next we've got an update on the mcu's kang situation justin kroll over at deadline got a rumor that marvel studios is on the hunt for a new person to play kang as they don't want to necessarily drop the character entirely from the mcu though kroll went on to mention that this process will take a very long time so don't expect any legit front runners to you know be coming out anytime soon so like i said in the past like i'm totally fine with them recasting the character um you know by the way like Coleman Domingo has a tremendous voice. If rumors mm -hmm. are true that, you know, he's a front runner, um, I could totally see him being a fit, you know, for Kang. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of hoping that Kang isn't the main focus anymore, villain wise. 
uh, even if he's still involved somehow. Uh, and if the stories are true about like the MCU going back to the drawing board and pivoting away, you know, from Avengers 4 being a King Dynasty, uh, that might still indeed be the case. Uh, like, I could totally see Kang being like a shit stirrer and like a harbinger to perhaps like a bigger bad, uh, you know, whether it's like Doom or, you know, the Beyonder or someone else. I just don't think he's really resonating, though, with fans, you know, enough for him to be, you know, the sole focus, um, you know, for this phase of the MCU. At least the way that they've established him right now. Um, I mean, it's been a very different build to, than anything that we've gotten, like with Thanos and, you know, previous villains and, you know, the MCU. But at least the way that they've established him at this point, he could be an easy thorn in, like, the Avengers side and multiple, you know, storylines if they wanted going you know, forward. Like, I mean, that's just the type of character, you know, Kang is it, with time travel and all that type of bullshit. No, I, I totally agree. Like, I'm fine with him popping up here and there, but I just don't feel like he's compelling enough to carry this chapter of Marvel. Or maybe once again, I just really want to see Dr. Doom in his full glory. So <laughs> maybe this is all just wishful thinking on my part. Well, sticking with Marvel, it looks like we've got another Daredevil Netflix series character returning for Daredevil Born Again. Deadline confirmed this week that Daredevil Season 3's Bullseye, as played by Wilson Bethel, is set to return in Daredevil Born Again with a reported three-episode appearance. It's also been said that a new pilot is being shot, but they will keep the six episodes that were already filmed before last year's SAG After Strikes in this season. God damn it. This is exactly what I didn't want. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like you've been talking right, about I, it for weeks. Right? Did no, I just don't have him? <laughs> I mean, I don't hate the actor. I just wasn't uh, a big fan of the storyline. He just never truly felt like Bullseye to me. Um, everything about him just felt so convoluted. But I mean, the past is the past. I'm curious to see what direction they're headed, you know, with the character. Um, you know, he's got a thing for killing Daredevil's girlfriend. So, I mean, the clock might be ticking for Karen. Mm -hmm. I know the show's called like Born Again, but I mean, they could always pull from Kevin Smith's Guardian Angel um, arc. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we see something, you know, from those panels. Um, which might be kind of traumatizing for fans. But, you know, I, I guess we'll have I mean, to wait I and see. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if like the new pilot is, you know, Karen and Foggy getting into some deep shit, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, I'm also wondering like if we're going to get a more souped up version of Bullseye since the last time we saw him, he was getting like that experimental procedure done. Mm -hmm. um, in the comics, he gets his bones laced with uh, animantium. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, but, you know, without Wolverine being introduced, I... I I'm guessing that's highly unlikely. I'm also wondering too, like if this is a signal that we're gonna see the return of Electra, since they have a lot of history together, obviously. Uh, you know, since she's like the original girlfriend that Bullseye murdered, <laughs> um, you know, she eventually obviously comes back, but yeah. But anyway, before we move on, uh, since Born Again is actually currently filming, uh, we're getting some like behind the scenes leaks. Uh, which today included our first look at the White Tiger. There's no word what version of the character this could be, like whether or not this is like 
Hector or Lila or, you know, one of his, you know, relatives, which I believe like the mantle gets passed down to. There's Ava and Angela. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, a while back, there was a rumor that Jenna Ortega might be playing the character. Um, but by the pictures, that doesn't seem to be the case here. Um, not that she couldn't pop up as, you know, maybe Ava or, you know, the aforementioned Angela. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like at this point they wouldn't, you know, be able to keep that under wraps, you know, or if they would even want to keep that under wraps, you mm -hmm. know, you know, and I'm sure they'd want to capitalize on her, you know, popularity. So yeah, who knows what her schedule is like right now with Wednesday and, you know, Beetlejuice going on and everything like that. Right. I mean, she's definitely in high demand. So and you'd also wonder if they would want her in a like a bigger role in the MCU based off of her popularity at this point. That's true. That's true. I mean, there's going to be plenty of roles to fill, uh, mm -hmm. you know, namely a whole you know roster of X-Men. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on uh, up next, we've got a casting rumor on who might be filling the role of the century in the upcoming Thunderbolts film. After Steven Yeun dropped out of the Thunderbolts, Marvel Studios went on the hunt for its next century. And well, Daniel Richmond's sources point at Lewis Pullman of Top Gun Maverick fame as the front runner for the role, with Richmond you know, claiming that the offer is currently on their table. And THR also corroborated this rumor as well. So I'm not a Top Gun guy, so I have haven't seen the sequel even though i hear it's supposed to be tremendous so with that being said the only thing i've seen this dude in is uh the strangers prey night but i'm not gonna hold that against him because that was just fucking hot garbage on a rainy day um <laughs> but you know that wasn't his fault uh it, it just it just felt like everyone involved never saw the first film for some reason uh i don't know are you familiar with his work at all, Christian? No, um, I think I wanted to see a couple of the movies I was in, but I never, never saw them. So, so I mean, hey, who, who the hell knows? Maybe he'll be great as Century. So before we move on to some DC news, uh, also uh, Deadpool three officially wrapped this week, and should knock on wood hit its target release date. As long as they please give the CGI team enough time <laughs> to work on everything. I don't know. It might be funnier if they didn't. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no please give them enough time dear god well like i said up next we've got some dcu news uh in the form of a casting update for supergirl auditions are reportedly underway for the dcu's supergirl as thr claims millie alcock from house of the dragon and meg donnelly from winchesters have both been screen tested for the role gun and saffron have been said to be running these tests in atlanta this past week as they gear up for production on superman legacy which should begin production in spring i know meg because my daughter likes to torture me with those fucking Disney zombie films. <laughs> oh, okay. But I guess it's definitely a plus that she's familiar with the character. Um, I guess she voiced um, Supergirl in a bunch of like DC animated projects. So, you know, it's good synergy, I guess. But I'm just, I guess I'm harboring resentment because my daughter was supposed to be a night sister for Halloween and then she watched a couple of these Disney zombie <laughs> films and she went as a uh, a lame werewolf instead. A werewolf who didn't even look like a werewolf. I don't, don't get me started. I was so disappointed. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing that makes these like characters remotely wolf-like is that they've got like fur collars on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they don't even have fangs for crying out loud. Um, that's how you that's how you save on the budget oh man oh my god 
It's like worse than fucking Twilight, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure she'd be fine in the role though. Also, like I've never watched House of the Dragon, so um, you know, what are your thoughts on Millie, uh, perhaps taking on the role? I mean, she absolutely stole the show um, in that season as the younger version of the character. I thought she had the best performance of that entire uh, season. So I, I would be super interested in seeing what she would do with Supergirl. Well, you've heard it here first. I guess the Amazing Nerd shows officially rooting for Millie to get the part of Supergirl. <laughs> Fucking Disney zombies, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those films, like I'll take fucking Descendants over the Disney zombie films any day of the week. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, that's saying a lot. Well, lastly, this week, news-wise, uh, we've got an update for season two of Squid Game. In a letter to shareholders, Netflix boasted about a strong lineup for 2024, despite last year's strikes with them having Squid Game Season 2 as one of their big returns for this year. No set release date just yet, but it's clear that Netflix is confident about its release in 2024. So I totally forgot this was rumored to be coming out this year, so I'm happy that it's like officially confirmed. Uh, the first season was absolutely amazing. I have no clue where they're going to take the story, but, you know, I'm excited regardless. Kind of just don't like Netflix, you know, going on about how they have all these studios outside of America to like keep their roster full <laughs> for this year. Yeah, it's I mean, it's kind of a dick move to brag about, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm still excited for the show regardless. and I'll be oh, watching. Yeah. So like right, right time. when it drops. I think what I'm most interested about this next season is like, what are they going to do? Because like the big twist from the first one isn't going to work for this second season. I, and there has to be something you know big about the story for it to really work. No, I get what you're saying. Um, my guess is it becomes like a classic revenge tale where we get to watch the main character take down this like ultra elite flamboyant organization, um, which, you know, I'm, I'm totally here for it. All right, so this week we finally got the premiere date for season three of The Bad Batch, which is February 21st, and it's premiering with three whole episodes. Um, and it runs to May 1st, and I think it's going to be a 15-episode season altogether, Christian? Yes, that's correct. But with all that information, we also got our first trailer. Give us a real challenge. <laughs> We're not big on following orders. I wasn't planning on killing you, but you're making it very tempting. So this trailer was action-packed, um, to say the least. Uh, it was a classic montage trailer, so we're not going to do a beat-for-beat beat breakdown. Uh, but it, it feels like, you know, this season, uh, the team is going to be completely focused on rescuing Omega, uh, which I'm all for. Um, you know, last season, one of my biggest gripes was we had so many like side missions and filler episodes that it really felt like the show lost the plot, you know, once in a while. So the fact that, you know, the, the team's sole purpose this season is rescuing Omega. I'm all for, um, 
So throughout the trailer, we saw some old familiar faces, uh, Captain Rex, uh, Fee's back. We also got the long-awaited return of Fennec and Cad Bane, uh, who I believe we haven't seen since the first season. So it should be interesting to see how they factor into the story. Um, I could even see a scenario where they hire Fennec to help them rescue Omega. Yeah, I could definitely see her helping out. And that would also be a good reason for why maybe Cad's going after them because he still has a gripe with her as well. Also, we get a brief moment with the Emperor. Um, I'm sure, you know, his appearance is going to be nothing more than a cameo, kind of like what we got from the second season, mm -hmm. um, which I'm totally fine with. I'm assuming we'll finally see the Empire's, you know, complete transition from clone troopers to stormtroopers, you know, this season, especially since, you know, the fate of the clone troopers have been a key element of this series. And boy, do I expect some dark fates, uh, going into the end here yeah it's probably not gonna end well for most of them <laughs> speaking of dark fates uh we do get a brief glimpse of crosshair uh who i don't know man was kind of mia last season so i'm kind of hoping that he gets featured more um because you know for me he was the most interesting character in that first season uh so i felt like they kind of dropped the ball you know with him in the second season yeah especially that bullshit shot he made in that second season i still i'm still not over it what <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he did a shot off some mirrors you... and they just wouldn't have lined up properly. It's no way possible. Christian, are you? <laughs> He's a genetically altered clone <laughs> in a fictional galaxy where there's fucking space wizards. And that's what that's what your fucking hang up is. <laughs> it's bad continuity. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, you got to be assuming that he's like on the road to redemption somehow. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure there'll be some kind of sacrifice that he makes to save Omega. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a classic well, he... Star Wars, you know, trope at this point. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he just saw the actual decommissioning of troops right? as he's like walking by. Yeah. Um, also, I think it's safe to assume that that creepy little bastard, Dr. Hemlock, is, you know, probably our main villain. Uh, we do get a glimpse of him. Also, we get a shot of Hemlock's uh, assistant, who we found out in the finale of the second season is actually Omega's sister, uh, who must be naturally aging like Omega. Uh, so that was a, a nice little twist that they threw in there. So who knows how many other... So who knows? Maybe there are other clones out there similar to like Omega and Boba Fett. I'm just, I just want to know, you know, what their importance is towards, you know, the Emperor's plans for his cloning, you know? So I was just kind of assuming that this was another clone that Lama Sue had uh, that no one knew about, you know, similar to Omega. I don't know. It just feels like everything that the show's been doing and everything that Dave Filoni's been doing across the board has been like trying to show, you know, a connection between like what the Emperor's whole plan was to clone himself. And I feel like this season will have a big like answer. Well, to that. yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know if Omega's sister is going to factor into that, because if she was genetically altered like Omega, where she's like the best of the best, wouldn't Hamlock just use her? Like, why would he be so like gung ho about you know capturing Omega? Unless well, he doesn't oh, know mean... about her and she's like right underneath his nose <laughs> the entire time, which. Which is just embarrassing. Like, mm -hmm. 
I mean, Omega's the younger clone after all. I mean, maybe they saw flaws in her sister and that's when they created Omega and, you know, Omega got even better you know, results. Yeah, I, I'm just assuming that she's there to help Omega get free. You know, she's just a plot device, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, she's doing the wrong things now, but she'll have a conscious definitely see yeah. you. A younger version of herself. Well, we've already seen that, right? Like hints of that. So, uh -huh. I mean, she was definitely showing a lot of empathy towards Crosshair, and he's a murderous bastard. So, but anyway, we haven't even talked about the highlight of the trailer yet, at least in my eyes, uh, which is the return of Asajj Ventress. Uh, I fucking popped. I'm not going to lie. I totally popped big time when she showed up on the screen. I was not expecting her to make an appearance here, especially since she's supposed to be dead. Um, <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> now, according to the writers of the Bad Batch, this isn't going to fuck up her continuity at all. Um, you know, because people were definitely scratching their head a little because, you know, as everyone knows, she died in the book Dark Disciples, which took place during the Clone Wars. Uh, she was on a mission with Quaylen Voss trying to assassinate uh, Count Dooku, um, and she ends up sacrificing herself to save Quaylen. Um, and then she gets buried on her home planet of Dathomir um, by Quaylen and Obi-Wan. So that all still happened, um, but there's going to be answers on how she's still possibly alive here, um, you know, quite a few years later uh, in the Bad Batch. Um, she was buried. I mean, she's a fucking witch. She was buried on her home uh -huh. planet. I mean... <laughs> Come on. We've already seen them bring people back to right. life multiple right. times now. Especially so. the Night Sisters. I mean, namely uh -huh. fucking uh, Darth Maul, right? Which is the, she's the same species as Maul, right? Exactly. So, okay, yeah. I'm good, right? That's all I need to know. <laughs> I'm just happy that she's bad, honestly. I mean, she's one of my favorite, like, characters from the Clone Wars series. So, and I'm always holding out hope that we eventually see a live action version of her. Uh, so I hope she makes it out of this series alive and we can maybe even see her, you know, pop up in Ahsoka. Um, but, you know, I, I'm curious to see how she factors into the Bad Batch's story here. Mm -hmm. Like, I definitely feel like the trailer um, is, is alluding to a fight between her and the Bad Batch, but I, I feel like that's just cut well, yeah, together, exactly. you know, that, cleverly. That's what trailers do, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> so anyway, I thought this all looked pretty awesome. Um and I'm super excited to see, you know, what they have in store for us in the final season. Yeah, I mean, the show has had its, you know, pretty surprising moments over time. So I'm excited to see what, you know, this finale will be for this, you know, spectacular team yeah. of, you know, hey. messed up guys. And the best part of the trailer? <laughs> no Sid. Look at that. <laughs> She's coming back. Oh, yeah. Oh, She's absolutely. Have big she'll moment. have a redemption arc too, right? Because she betrays uh -huh. them in the finale. So I'm sure she'll uh -huh. do something to make good on that. Just as long as uh -huh. she's not sending them on mission after mission, <laughs> pointless mission after no. mission, I'm good. That's Fee's job this oh, season. I hope not. She's going to put them on random I'm side hoping that she's on, I guarantee it. I'm hoping she's out for blood after uh, what they did to Tack. Because they, they had a thing at the end, right? I'm sure there'll be some story there. I keep forgetting that he died. I'm like, this team is just they, dwindling. They showed you in the, the trailer. I know, I know, but I forgot before going into the trailer. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, my daughter was not happy about that. She loved Tyler, so. But I guess she can watch zombies instead. God mm. damn it. <laughs> Still not over that. <laughs> it's going to end up being the end credits. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Please don't. And now it's time for Christian's Corner. 
this year has already started off as a rocky one for the games industry as you know we're seeing a whole lot of fucking layoffs, uh, mostly at Microsoft due to the Xbox acquisition of Activision Blizzard. But the number of layoffs in the game industry is already pushing 5,000 in just the past month. Um, so it's definitely a sucky time to be, you know, in the games industry. And this is just a trend that we've seen, you know, coming from last year um, where people were just being laid off left and right. Um, you know, they're all under contract, so that's capable to happen, but something needs to change in how the games industry hires and, you know, holds on to people. Um, we saw major wins for the writers in SAG-AFTRA, um, how they handled the film industry and how, you know, guaranteed work is, you know, there for them. I feel like some type of system like that should be, you know, allowed for game developers as well. Um, at least a certain amount of time required to be on this job uh, rather than just you know never knowing when you're going to be fired it kind of sucks uh it just keeps happening year after year where you know they get fired from one studio then they have to move on to another one um and just over and over and over again it just doesn't sound like the right kind of job security that you know these developers who have been creating some great stuff as of late um you know deserve that's you know my two cents on that let's switch gears entirely as most of the news about this week is really focused around one game in particular uh <laughs> that is you know definitely a blatant ripoff of pokemon it has become one of the most played games on steam ever as power worlds early access went live and oh boy do people have opinions about this game all over the fucking place um the game itself is like a mix between pokemon arc survival and zelda breath of the wild as you capture and put power world monsters to work on your camp the similarities between pokemon and power world's creatures was done intentionally by the creators um, but the question on everyone's minds is what are the pokemon company and nintendo going to do about it if anything as nintendo has always been you know trigger happy to sue the hell out of anyone a statement was put out you know recently by the pokemon company about them you know looking into power world and if it infringes any copyright at all um gamer reactions have been you know as i said all over the place as this early access experience you know surprisingly runs a bit better than some of the recent releases from pokemon well at the same time the things you can you know do to these monsters have definitely turned off some players as it's easy to compare the treatment that they're going through um, to slavery, of course. Um, the ground is just really shaky all around for this game's release. Modders are already trying to put all of the Pokemon monsters into this game. However, Nexus Mods, one of the most popular destinations for, for all of the modding community, has refused to host mods for the game, with impending legal action from Nintendo looming over this title's head. They just don't want to get involved with any of that. Um, if you've tried the game, I'd love to know your thoughts on it, um, you know, on social media, at Amazing Nerd Show. But personally, I think the game has a ton of potential if allowed to thrive. It's a hit that has taken the entire industry by surprise, as well as even the studio behind it, as they seem to be pretty shocked uh, <laughs> by the amount of players they have right now. Um, we'll see how they fare. You know, Daddy Nintendo is knocking on their door um, and they're not too kind. So we'll see what happens there. Um, another story that caught my attention this week centers around a game I enjoyed in Warhaven, which we got to play an early access build of last year, and I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, you know, sword action MMO type of game, um, and it's getting shut down in April. Uh, statements from the developer Nexon didn't really give a concrete reason 
as to why um you know my thoughts might be player count um currently the average player count is about 160 uh which is the lowest since it's come out which even at its highest it was only about 8,000. so there wasn't like a giant movement towards the game but still i had a lot of fun um with that title and i'm pretty shocked that it didn't pick up a little bit more um especially as i believe free to play um early access game uh but the studio says it has to shut it down so it has to do it i mean it's still one of the most fun i've had in a multiplayer experience in a little while so uh, i'm sad to see it go but it is what it is i still think you should check it out it's going to be still live until april 6th i believe as the report says so definitely check it out when you can um maybe if enough people start to get you know some eyes on it now that it's been announced to close that it, it could save it who knows uh I, I doubt it but we'll see what happens uh but yeah that's going to do it for this week in gaming now let's go ahead and move on to some wrestling. You said a few words. You rattled off the formula for a revolution. You inspired countless. There are wrestlers who have gotten in this today because of said interview. Count me one of those who was inspired. But then you left. And when you left, you really left. You didn't pass the torch off, you dropped it on the way out. And I don't think you cared who picked it up, but I think you know who did. I did. Everything, everything that you spoke about, I literally did. So where you talked, I walked. And what is actually ironic, that makes me more CM Punk than you. All right, Christian, so this week I was kind of looking forward to talking some WWE since it was kind of a slow week for AEW. And, you know, this is Rumble Week, uh, which, you know, the Royal Rumble is still my favorite WWE pay-per-view, even though I don't watch the product nearly as much as I used to. Uh, I always look forward to the Rumble. Um, you know, so I thought we'd make our predictions and just have a cute little segment and then we could just, you know, call it a day. But then... All hell broke loose. Um, literally a couple hours before we hit record, uh, Vince McMahon has resigned from his position as TKO executive chairman. Uh, this after a lawsuit was filed by a former employee with allegations of sex trafficking. Uh, the lawsuit describes a history of sexual abuse and sexual exploitation. Uh, we aren't going to get into those details because they're absolutely horrible and vile and we don't want to trigger or upset anyone um because i don't know about you but i had a hard time making through the full like article um and just the rundown of you know the horror show of everything that allegedly happened uh you know i mean you can find it for yourself if you want to know any further details it's all over the place at this point but You've definitely been warned since this has all, you know, come to a head. Uh, you know, we've already had a major sponsor pull out from uh, doing business with the company. Uh, and there's rumors that there might be more to follow. Uh, you know, there's a lot of questions swirling around of like who knew what. Um, a lot of questions regarding like, you know, the validity of the WWE's um, internal investigation that they did a while back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, needless to say, there's going to be some major repercussions. 
coming from all of this. It's just crazy to think that this is the first time ever that there's no McMahon attached to the company. With that being said, uh, I guess internally, there's a lot of people hoping that this might mean we get the return of Stephanie McMahon. Uh, but but there's also a lot of questions on exactly what she knew. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, this is just fucking awful. Um yeah, I mean, hopefully it's it stops there and it doesn't go into like Triple H and other folks, you know, part like other big members, because that would be very detrimental uh, to the rest of creative and everything like that. But at the same time, like if there was some sort of cover up happening, then there absolutely needs to be consequences. And, you know, oh, hopefully yes. they all get what they deserve, you know, if that's the mm-hmm. case, <laughs> um, you know, all this comes on the heels of the WWE earlier in the week announcing a brand new TV rights deal uh, with Netflix uh, for Monday Night Raw. It's set to start airing uh, on the streamer in January 2025. It looks to be an estimated 20 to 30% increase overall for the company profit-wise. Um, now, at first glance, it actually looked to be almost a 50% increase, which would be huge. But because the deal includes international rights for Raw, that's not the case. So the deal is substantially smaller. Um, mm. Not saying that it's a bad deal at all, but I mean, you know, optics wise, I think a lot of people kind of got caught up on that, like, 250 number to 500 but i guess when you factor in all the international numbers you know that's not the case at all but with that being said i mean there's definitely a certain cachet to airing on netflix which is still the biggest streamer going today uh it's a 10-year deal with an option to opt out for netflix after five or to extend the deal for another 10 after that so I'm just wondering how high my Netflix subscription is about to go right. up. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are some contradicting reports out there that uh, Netflix could possibly have Raw wrapped up for a total of 20 years when all is said and done. But I don't know. That, like the, the numbers are all a little murky right now. So we need them to come out and like make some clarifications. <laughs> now, along with that new... Now, along with that news, on the same day, uh, we got the story that The Rock was also named to the board of directors. Uh, he'll likely serve as some sort of like brand ambassador. Uh, he's going to be earning something like $30 million in stock and gain uh, sole ownership over the name The Rock, which I guess he still co-owned with the WWE. So I'm guessing we're going to be seeing Dwayne out there waving the, the WWE flag more now than ever. So I'm guessing we're going to see a lot more of The Rock out there carrying the banner for WWE in the future. And God knows they're going to need all the good press that they can get right now. But I don't think Dwayne could save them from this shitstorm. Now, since the announcement, The Rock has done a couple of interviews. Uh, in those interviews, uh, the question of a WrestleMania match was brought up, uh, namely a match between him and Roman Reigns, which, you know, he alluded to the last time he was on Raw, which, of course, set the wrestling internet world ablaze. Um, You know, in these interviews, though, he definitely didn't shy away from the fact that he really wants this match against Roman at WrestleMania. Uh, 
now I guess the rumors are that some people in WWE would rather have the match take place at like a Saudi show with the feeling that they could really optimize, you know, this dream match and get, you know, a big payday from the Saudis. Um, but it sounds like the rock is set on it being a WrestleMania match and rightfully so. Like I, I totally understand why, you know, he'd want this to be on WWE's grandest stage. It just sucks that it might be at the cost of, you know, Cody not finishing his story (laughs) this year. Um, it's so funny. He got the cover for WWE 2K24 and like the whole press material is about Cody finishing the story. Yes. You know, well, like this whole year of <laughs> WWE TV has all been about Cody finishing the story. So uh-huh. <laughs> which why once again he probably should have won the belt last WrestleMania. Because <laughs> everything that they've done storyline-wise with you know Roman and Cody all could have still been done with Cody winning that match. So, um, but I'm not going to go on a rant, uh, (laughs) because it's late. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's fucking baffling to me. Like that choice, that decision, I still don't get it. Um, you know, if Cody doesn't get to finish his story here and have his match with Roman, hopefully it happens sooner than later because man, I, I just don't foresee fans being able to wait to WrestleMania 41 for that to take place. Uh, But at the same time, like I guarantee you, if we do get the rock first Roman, you know, this year at WrestleMania, you know, Roman's going over a hundred percent. So like, does that mean we're going to have another year title reign from Roman? Like that's too much, man. I know we have another title now (laughs) on raw with Seth, but I mean, Roman's basically defended that belt like maybe a handful of times, you know, Mm -hmm. since WrestleMania. It's just ridiculous. Like, I don't I think you're really taxing your fans patience at this point. So I don't know. I hope they know what they're doing. So like part of me understands like Rock and Roman, that's the biggest match you could possibly do Mm -hmm. right now in the company. And that's definitely deserving of a WrestleMania main event. But at the same time, like you've worked so hard building up the story and you made the, the idiotic choice of not having Cody win, you know, last year, you know, also you could just have him endure more, you know, throughout this year. Um, you know, so like, it, you know, him winning the belt feels even bigger, which to me, it really doesn't, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's just like they're, once again, they're stepping on their own dicks. Like it doesn't, it, I don't, I don't get it. Um, the only thing that could make it up is they did like a WrestleMania 30 where Cody, you know, has to beat a bunch of people before getting to Roman on the same night or something like that. I just like or it gets inserted into the matches into three way. I have a feeling that <laughs> Seth and Punk match is set in stone as the main event for that first night. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a feeling that was like a guarantee for Punk, you know, so he would sign, you know, with the company. So I mean, I just don't foresee, you know, them having, you know, Roman featured twice, um, you know, both nights on media, not having that be like the main event, you mm-hmm. know? So I just... I mean, they have opened up the door now because 
potentially Seth Rollins. I mean, if his injury, you know, gets any worse, they have a door where it could be Punk versus Cody at Mania, which for that first which night. was a rumor that came out, I guess, from an SI report where they made it seem like it was almost confirmed, but that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something like it was going to be Punk versus Cody, uh, Gunther versus Seth, and Roman versus The Rock. Um, that like right away, the company denied that. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, they did give a big moment for Gunther and Seth last week on Raw, but I just don't foresee that, you know? I mean, Cody versus Punk would be a great match, but at the same time, it would feel almost like anticlimactic for both of their arcs story-wise. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, they, they had a great like back and forth on Raw this past week um like i wasn't like totally over the moon with it like some people were because i felt like it was all things that we've heard before from both of them but they still have great chemistry so i'd Mm -hmm. love to see them work like a program together some somewhere in the near future but i don't know man i'm holding out hope that you know it, it ends up being cody versus roman um at mania so we'll see we'll see but speaking of Mania, it is Royal Rumble weekend. Uh, and I know you haven't really been watching the product at all, but I thought we'd at least go ahead and give our quick picks for both the women's and men's uh, Rumble this year. So, Christian, we'll we'll go ahead and start off with the women's Rumble first. Uh, who do you have walking away this year with the uh, rights to the title shot at the main event of WrestleMania? Right now, I feel like, and this is completely, as you said, I haven't been watching, but I feel like... From what I've seen of clips and where things have been going um, in the women's division, I feel like Bailey is your best bet for who's going to win the women's Royal Rumble. I'm going to actually agree with that. Um, her whole damage control storyline has really been driving the women's division over the last, mm-hmm. you know, however months. It feels like her getting a title shot against EO is inevitable at this point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I could see it where like, maybe damage control turns on her during the rumble uh and you know bailey ends up winning it and you know she ends up making the challenge uh you know for eo's belt uh you know i mean uh, you know storyline wise she's been saying that she's going to go after Rhea's title you know that way you know damage control can have all the women's division belts but you know i the writing's on the wall. Like, we know exactly where the storyline's going. But I've been enjoying it. <laughs> I, I will say that. And I, I would love to see Bailey, you know, finally, you know, capture a championship in a one-on-one match at Mania, you know, and get that, like, featured spot. She deserves it. As far as the men's goes, I feel like there's only, like, three logical answers. And that's between Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, and Gunther. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to give it to Punk. Um... You know, have them have it almost. I feel like it'll be Punk and Rhodes at the end, and I feel like Punk will get like a surprise victory over Rhodes. Now I could totally see them doing the uh, Luger heart spot uh, from mm-hmm. I don't remember what year it was, but from that you know classic Rumble uh, where they both land at the same time on the outside, <laughs> and then they have to have a match to determine the the real like you know number one contender. Um, but you know what I. I'm going to go ahead and pick a dark horse. I'm going to pick The Rock. (laughs) I'm going to say The Rock comes in at number 30 and throws out both Punk and Cody (laughs) to go on to main event WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. You know what? That would work with a WWE crowd for sure. 
I, I feel like they would cheer at least. Yeah. I'd be screaming my head oh, yeah. off. Five but... years ago, the, I mean, the crowd would absolutely fucking shit all over that. But, you know, uh... this crowd is more agreeable. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, they love their WWE and, you know, good for them. Uh, because if it's going to be The Rock, like, he's got to earn his way in somehow, right? Um, and after watching him against Jinder, you know, that little moment he had with Jinder, he blew uh, up so quickly. I can't imagine him entering the Rumble any, like, you know, earlier. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, maybe he comes in at, like, number 28 or 27 or something like that. Uh-huh. One of the lucky yeah, numbers. right. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, he's not going to be out there for, like, a full half hour or anything. I mean, it would be awesome if he did come out earlier, but I, I don't see that happening. Um, But, like, the Rock isn't going to like enter the elimination chamber, right? And yeah. it'd be just kind of flat if you just came out and made the challenge to Roman, right? Because that, that would just make the elimination chamber not really matter that much. And there's been years where like the, the chamber hasn't like led to, you know, a title match at Mania. So I, I guess they could do mm-hmm. something like that, like have it, you know, for the IC belt or something. But I don't know. I always like it when like they use the chamber to set up the challenger for the other belts that, you know, the winner of the rumble isn't challenging for. Now I hadn't looked up like the whole card for rumble this year, but did you know there's only four matches in total? Yeah, I'm sure they'll probably add like another match last minute, you know, on SmackDown or something like that. But typically they haven't had that many (laughs) matches with the rumble because you've got to figure like the women's match now is going also an hour. So, but like in the past, like you didn't have the women's rumble match. So mm-hmm. it was a bigger card because of that. But now you got, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the women's match is an hour long. The men's match is an hour long. That's two hours right there. I mean, they could still put, you know, a tag team championship match on the Royal Rumble. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, and like I said, I, I feel like they'll probably add like one more match. But with the PLEs, I mean, they've been keeping them pretty much at like three hours. So. Um, I wouldn't be surprised either way. All right. So for clarification, though, you've got Bailey winning the women's rumble and you have punk punk winning, winning the, the men's. Men. And I've got Bailey, although I could see Becky perhaps winning, although I feel like her road to WrestleMania goes through the chamber, um, you know, because, you know, she's definitely challenging Rhea, I feel like, um, you know, for the belts. But yeah, I've got Bailey winning the women's rumble. And then for the men's rumble, I've got the fucking rock. <laughs> it's a long shot, but you know what? If it comes true. <laughs> it's sadly very possible. Although, yeah, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's a long shot, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, right now, I'm sure WWE is going to want to change the narrative and score some positive headlines and. Even if The Rock wasn't the plan, you know, prior to this week, I could see them going with him being the plan, um, you know, just to get that like sports center moment. And with, you know, a star like The Rock, that's also going to get you variety and, you know, all the big like entertainment, you know, publications. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I could see, you know, WWE wanting to give The Rock his WrestleMania moment. So. We shall see. Uh, do you have any surprises happening at the Rumble? Or anyone you <sighs> want to see return at the Rumble? 
I mean, I don't personally want to see this because I want to see her go to AEW. Uh, but uh, I could see Mercedes, you know, helping Bailey win out of nowhere. That would be a big that twist. That felt like where that storyline was going, and it felt like Bailey and Mercedes were kind of teasing that. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. Like according to all sources, <laughs> it looks like it's pretty like much a done deal that she's headed to AEW. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I believe someone at Fightful asked WWE about Mercedes and they said, we don't want to tamper with contracted uh, talent. So I don't know. It looks like she's probably signed the dotted line with AEW. Uh, for me, I wouldn't mind seeing AJ Lee come back, uh, even if it's just for like, you know, one off. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jade Cargill doesn't make her uh, debut here. The only reason I could see that not happening is just because they might not want to have her get eliminated at the match. I mean, they could have her go on a rampage, no pun intended, and have her like throw out, you know, 10 wrestlers, uh, you know, before she gets eliminated. But I don't know. I, I think they'll probably save that for a, for a little bit, um, you know, for like a SummerSlam or something. If it's to set up a WrestleMania feud for her, though, it's like I can see them doing that. Like if someone gets a sneaky you know, throw over for her. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's been a lot of rumors that, you know, they see her as a work in progress and they're trying to get her as much seasoning as possible right now. That mm. they might have been a little surprised on, like, exactly how green she really is. Because even though she was like, what was she, like 40, you know, or something like that in AEW? Yeah. Mm. She still has only had 40 matches, <laughs> which isn't many. <laughs> in the life of a wrestler, you know, especially for a, a major TV wrestler. So she might be hanging in the performance center for a little bit. And I guess for the men's side, I mean, I already said mine, The Rock, right? Uh, okay. Uh, for my men's, it's Michael Cole being in the final five uh, of the men's I Royal Rumble. I fucking hope not. <laughs> I can see Corey Graves. Well, He's supposed oh, to be yeah. greenlit to actually wrestle again. Oh, okay. So maybe he, you know, makes an appearance. I think he was rumored last year, actually. I could see someone like Van Dam popping up. Um, you know, or like a Tommy Dreamer. Oh, you know who's definitely going to be in the women's rumble? Like, a, as a surprise? Mickey James. Because her fucking husband hmm. is, you know, the SmackDown uh, GM. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure <laughs> they're going to work that out, right? And she was she was in last year's, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right with the with the uh Im- with impact the title, title. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you know who would be another good uh surprise on the men's side? X Pac. I could see X Pac showing up. You know, he's been I I believe he's been working towards an, a return in the ring. Like he actually did do a comeback match or two, and then he got injured. So, but I mean, he's out of all those click guys, like he's definitely in the best shape. So I'm sure he can still go. So it'd be nice for him to like actually have like a moment, you know, where mm-hmm. he's not just like, you know, carrying Triple H's bag to the ring. <laughs> Unless Triple H is in the rumble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um what if what we thought was clearly a storyline actually wasn't and MJF isn't under contract with uh AEW and he like <laughs> debuts? Um, at the rubble, uh, like, I mean, could you imagine what would fucking happen? Like, <laughs> wrestling internet would just, like, fucking burn down to the ground. Like, uh-huh. it, oh, my God. It'd just be pure carnage. Carnage. <laughs> but, the, I mean, 
that's not happening. But this is what makes the Rumble, you know, fun, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just all the ridiculous fantasy booking. It's, you know, why I look forward to it every year. Well, that does it for this week. As a friendly reminder, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, leave a five star review. It really helps new listeners to find the podcast and for us to continue to grow. Also, if you like the stories from this week's episode and want to keep up to date with the show, follow us on social media at Amazing Nerd Show or stop by the Amazing And hey, to support the show further and get additional weekly content, you can subscribe to us now on Patreon. Just follow the link in the show notes. Also, if you want to rep some nerd show swag, you can head over to tpublic.com to find t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and more. And if you post what you bought and tag us on social media, we'll send you some additional nerd show swag as long as you live in the United States. All right, make sure to join us next week as we talk all the latest news and rumors in nerd culture. And whatever's going on in the world of wrestling. My name's Christian. And my name's David. And that was The Amazing Nerd Show. abandoned me and that's exactly what you did to her you and your precious jedi order